0: Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Paul Aldrenkamp, project manager for Big Meister Inc. in Newton, Massachusetts. The labor shortage is impacting most of North America, regional remodeling companies are desperate for more good labor, and regional carpentry programs are constantly on the lookout for good jobs for their students. So how can we more effectively bring these groups together? Well, Paul has a few ideas, and he's here to share them with us in just a minute.
1: I'm going to do this the old-fashioned way,
0: with two swords and maximum effort. Okay guys, let's get out there and make a
1: difference.
2: Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. You sure are. Hey, Mark, this is going to be a good one.
0: It's pretty good. It's a hot topic for sure. No doubt.
2: You know, I've been on the road speaking a lot lately, right? Hitting Nari chapters and shows and so on and so forth. And I ask people often who here is experiencing labor shortages and hands go shooting up all over the audience? So yeah. it's, it's definitely a hot topic.
0: Except whenever I do my sessions, it's right after lunch, so the hands stay in their last, <laughs> but they all agree. See, I, they just I, nod their heads.
2: I do some infusion of coffee and chocolate.
0: Yeah, right to yeah, our yeah. mine, so they're ready to bounce off their seats <laughs> right. anyway. Right, right. Um, but, but yeah, I think look- everybody agrees, labor shortage is an issue. Mm-hmm.
2: And you know, it's so unfortunate because the market is hot, and you want to be able to produce every little, squeeze every little bit of profit out that you can, but you can't if you don't have the people to build it. So I'm very excited about our guest today. Paul Eldrenkamp works for Big Meister, a design-build-remodeling firm based in Newton, Massachusetts. He's working closely with his NARI chapter to build better business connections to carpentry students and teachers at local high schools and vocational schools. I had the uh, pleasure of being able to talk to Paul about this when I was visiting their NARI chapter up in Massachusetts. And and he's one of the main people on the committee that's really diving into this. It's very impressive. So welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, Paul. Thank you. You know, how did you decide that you wanted to get more involved in this?
1: It was sort of interesting. Uh, Three summers ago, I was giving a talk before uh, an environmental group for a town nearby, uh, Brookline, and um, they wanted me to come and talk about zero energy buildings, the new energy code, and it had, the the evening I spoke to them um, had been a particularly, end of a particularly tough series of uh, of weeks in the Boston area nationally, I think, where it seemed like at least once a day, some teenager was getting shot somewhere oh. and it, it was just really discouraging to me. And so I, I I kind of impromptu opened the talk by saying, yes, buildings are important, but they're not, you know, and the environment's important, but it's not the only problem we have to solve. You know, we've, we've got to remember that there's some, you know, there are kids out there who with a lot of potential that we are not tapping into. And and then I just launched into my talk. Well, a month later, they invited me for coffee and said, we've been talking to our high school and we'd like to launch a program with you to get kids who are not on a college track into green construction. It started from there. It was, you know, total uh, serendipity. But then I started learning more about the the, the tremendous issues that high schools both, you know, comprehensive high schools and vocational schools are, are having finding good placement for, for their students. Um, and it's, you know, there are definitely some challenges and they have, a, they have a lot of students for whom college is just not a good choice, mm-hmm. but for whom all their, you know, all their programs are really geared towards mm-hmm. getting their kids into college. And, and those kids can waste a lot of time uh, trying that pathway.
2: Now, Paul, when I after I was up in Massachusetts and talked to you and some of the other folks in your chapter about your very cool initiatives, I was in Wisconsin and I was talking to somebody there, and they said, "Oh, but in Massachusetts, the, it's easier for them to tap into the high schools because they've got high schools that focus on vocational skills." Is that the case, or was there a misunderstanding?
1: Nope, that's absolutely the case. There's there are uh, regional vocational schools, CTE schools um, career and technical education schools that they're called these days. And it's, uh, it's a good program. Our, our, our governor, Governor Baker is very supportive of, of, uh, that sort of education. There's some really solid funding, but there's also limited spaces. I mean, we, you know, we're reaching out to the CTE schools, but we can't forget the, uh, comprehensive schools as well, because the comprehensive schools are not, um, are not able to send all their students who would like to go to a cte school to one of those programs just because of limited space
2: so is it it's it's a bit two-pronged isn't it i mean first you were saying that some of these schools have trouble finding placements for their students which is hard to believe because everybody seems to be clamoring but on the other hand there's not enough room for the students who want in
1: yes There's, um, yes, there's, there's a, there's a number of barriers. Uh, you know, there are, I don't want to, um, sound too negative about it there. I mean, there's a lot of successes, but there are a number of barriers, limited spaces, um, limited time for, for faculty and administrators to do the networking required to, to be able to reach out to a range of prospective employers, um, uh, you know, and other things that will uh, that I expect we will be going into over yes. the course of the podcast.
2: Okay. So, when you're going forth and building the outreach programs and so on, are you doing that as a as an individual? Or are you doing it through your NARI chapter?
1: Well, we started off doing it as a as a big meister initiative, uh, but fairly quickly realized that it's just that uh, one small business. Um, just has limited capacity to overcome all the all the barriers, all the hurdles okay. to bring all the resources to bear that are required, really, to to make any sort of impact. Okay. So we started talking with uh, a, a few other companies in the Nary chapter, found what they were doing, and then uh, uh, were able to you know to develop a very strong workforce development committee that's pooling resources and, and working with our extraordinarily capable executive director, yeah. Michelle Glassburn. Yeah. To, uh, to, to do outreach, and we were also blessed to uh, find a woman who was responsible for career placement for the vocational track in her high school who retired a couple of years ago and has since been looking for volunteer opportunities, um, and she, uh, she certainly found one with us. So she's been, she's been terrific in helping us make connections at the schools. So, Paul, what does one of these outreach programs look like? Well, the ones that have worked are the ones that haven't worked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's let's start with well, how about your first one? What did that look like?
1: So we we uh, that was Brookline High School. We connected with an English teacher there who was particularly interested in this. The the environmental group connected us. Um, he uh, Brookline High uh, has a partnership with something with a, 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 a space called the Brookline uh teen center, which is a nonprofit organization that provides maker space, other sorts of gathering spaces for the for the high school students, additional opportunities after school, and so we uh, the the Brookline High staff, the teen center staff, and we collaborated. Uh, the Brookline High faculty identified 12 students for the first year, which was uh, three summers ago. Um, identified 12 students who they thought would be good candidates for the program. We put together a series of activities during the spring, um, including at the uh, teen center makerspace, building a small house, spending a series of Saturdays, building just a a, a tiny house. (laughs) Um, The, you know, the 12 students we started off with ended up being uh, eight by the time we started the program. the tiny house so there's a gradual winning but and then this spring these spring activities culminated in opportunities to have two-week internships during the summer so there were four i i recruited three other remodeling contractors in the area the four of us uh picked um you know set aside uh july and august to provide uh four two-week internship opportunities and so the the four companies each providing four two-week internship opportunities we were able to give each of the students a chance to work uh to work for a different company and uh get some good exposure very nice yeah it was good we ended up with six students who uh were eligible for the program. Four of whom availed themselves of the opportunity. You know, so there's a gradual. You know, this is a mm-hmm. this is a screening process. You know, I think of it as a sort of a multi-month uh, job interview in yeah, a way, right? Because uh, you're going to lose some along the way. That that's something we've learned. But we did end up that first year with uh, just a fantastic candidate who who did come to work for us.
2: Really, that's yes. great.
1: And uh, uh, one of the lessons we learned is that the you know really dynamic students but, you know the really the really good uh candidates from efforts like this tend to be students who have a lot of options so after uh after a year he um had an opportunity he, he he was an amateur musician very talented amateur musician and after a year he had an opportunity to go to iceland to work in a recording studio in iceland yeah.
2: well that's kind of hard some, to fight against yeah it was, it was hard to, it's it not why but you know yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> but the music scene in iceland is just amazing so it was pretty hard to compete with that yeah so lesson learned we you know we We'll we'll try to hire you know identify and hire really outstanding candidates, but we need to also understand that that we're not necessarily going to be able to retain all the all the outstanding candidates that we're uh, we're able to hire. No musicians.
0: <laughs> no musicians. Verbal. So so you <laughs> you asked about uh, the successful ones versus the non-successful. Could could you get into a little bit one of the the, the not successful outreach programs and what what made it so?
1: Yeah. So. Um, there some of the hurdles are uh the, the big hurdle is transportation around here you know in metropolitan uh, boston it's not a given that a student is going to have uh a car it's not even a given they're going to have a, a driver's license and there's there's uh not a lot of support for them to get the driver's license or the car so um we you know we tried the first summer we tried to to bend over backwards to help the kids get to the job sites, you know, pick them up at the T this or that, get them T passes. Uh, T is the uh, Boston transit uh, authority. Um, but you, you learn a lot about a kid and a kid's, uh, home environment when you try to get them to a, a, a job site by seven thirty in the morning or eight in the morning via public transportation. And, um, you know, we we learned basically. There's there's only so many problems we can solve as right. a, as a small business, um, and you know some of the soft skills. These these uh, you know the uh, you can't assume that an 18 year old has ever had a paying job before uh, these days. Yeah, um, and they haven't had many chances to develop the soft skills required to you know, fit in on a, on a job site, be a responsible, accountable member of a crew. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, um, you know, there's a, a a lot that a lot that we learned
2: uh, I in, in that
1: regard about what sort of challenges we're able to take on and, and what sort of challenges we were not able to take on.
2: Well, so tell us about some of the other things you've done, some of the other outreaches since that beginning effort. What are some of the other, I, I've heard a number of great stories of things.
1: Well, the nary chapter does a uh youth career discovery event every year at a local fairgrounds where um, various nari companies will volunteer to set up a set up a booth basically a station where a particular skill um, is is demonstrated and kids have a chance to participate and you know we typically have twenty twenty five stations set up mm. there's mock interviews and we get we get something like 600 students through wow. there and they're, and they're, they're all bused in from the Eastern Massachusetts, uh, uh, vocational schools. Wow! So that works really well. We're doing, um, we we've started doing, uh, offering mock interview services to, uh, some of the local programs. Um, and, uh, where the, you know, the kids are expected are coached on putting together a resume. They're coached on interview skills. Then we, you know, we'll, Set aside a morning. We'll get you know a handful of contractors to spend the morning um, doing half you know half hour time slots where twenty minutes will be an interview, then ten minutes will be feedback on how the interview went. So they get some coaching on their resume, on right. their interview skills. We're doing a number of uh, of sessions where we're going into the classes as guest lecturers mm. on a variety of topics. Some of it's skill building. Some of it has to do with carpentry. Some of it has to do with uh, job site demeanor. You know, ah. just how to get along on a job site. I've got, I, I have a couple uh, uh, women carpenters on my crew, and and they'll go in and talk to a, a class, a mixed class. You know, they'll be, you know, talk, speaking to the uh, the the young women in the class about, you know, yes, this is a really good career for 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 a woman. They'll be speaking to the young man in the class. This is how you behave around yeah. women good. on a job site,
2: right? Okay, so you've you've learned some lessons. Uh, have you hired other people from the programs from the outreaches? Have you h- had any other experiences personally with Big Meister hiring?
1: We have not made a permanent hire. We've done uh, we've had a number of of uh, short term interns. You know, part of the part of the, what we're doing is a, a, a range of uh, opportunities to be exposed to a job site, ranging from. Uh, <laughs> you know, one day job shadowing where they don't touch the tools mm-hmm. to a couple of days where they, they work with the tools to a two week internship that I alluded to before, right. uh, up, up to a uh, summer long program. Um, we're uh, going, starting this coming fall, we're going to be doing co-op programs, which are um, collaborations with the high school where we get the student for the school gets the student for maybe twenty hours a week, and we get the student for twenty hours a week, okay. roughly. And so it's a, uh, and um, since they're part of a, a, a certified program, they are allowed to use all the power tools, ah. so they're able to do real hands-on work. Whereas normally in Massachusetts, if you're not eighteen, you can't work with power tools. Right. But if you're, if this is through a co-op program, you're allowed to
2: great um, okay that has to be an appealing thing for a lot of people that have any interest in construction to be able to get in there and really do it
1: it is and and you you learn so much about them and one of the really unexpected side benefits of starting this initiative was i i i learned that my crew just loves this really they, yeah they are so you know, i i I've, I've, I've learned that it's 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 hard to come up with a better uh, crew engagement motivation retention strategy than, wow. than bringing in kids for them to teach. They just they just love it and they you know uh, and and some of the unlikeliest members of my crew have ended up being the most gifted teachers.' You know, it's just, I w- just I wonderful thought, to see.
2: I would have thought that there'd been a lot of impatience with the kids that didn't know anything. so that's really interesting to hear.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can't overload a job site with interns, but they, you know, we've, we had, we had a series of meetings about this and and they, the crew agreed, okay, we're prepared, you know, we're prepared to take a hit on productivity, uh, you know, within limits so that we, you know, we have a chance to work with these kids, teach them and, and help identify those who are, you know, good candidates to make this a career and, and really work with them either to, to find them a job at, at Big Meister or to find them a job at, at, at another company in the area.
2: So does that mean that you slightly changed your estimate to build in a little bit more time? No, okay. we don't. Mm-hmm. Just figured it, that to make up for it in another place. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. I mean, we're, yeah, it, it hasn't... Uh, somehow it it just happens mm-hmm. you know i haven't we have not seen uh any impact on uh any adverse impact on job cost accounting great that's wonderful we do pay the students you know we 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 haven't been able to get uh uh well, there is some funding available and there's more funding available, but for the, for the, for the time being to make things simple, we're just doing this at market rate. We are paying them Massachusetts minimum wage, $13 okay. an hour. All right. The students. And, and it's, right. it's not that big a hit for us. And it, it simplifies a whole bunch of things.
2: So, okay. So you've done a, a bunch. What are the next steps? What, what are you going to look to do next?
1: Well, we're um, we're, we're setting some, some goals with regard to how many students, you know, we're, we're testing the limits with regard to how many students we'll take on at a time. We're, um, we're sort of we're budgeting about 2,000 hours a year, you know, roughly the equivalent of a full-time employee as, as an intern. We're, um, so we want to expand the number of hours. You know, we, have, we haven't come particularly close to hitting the 2,000 a year for a co-op student or an intern. In a year. So we're, we're, uh, increasing our outreach to, um, to try to identify, uh, good candidates, um, enough good candidates that we can fill our 2000 hours okay. a year goal. Mm-hmm. We're becoming more active in, um, uh, through an area and through other, other, uh, parties to become more, uh, do more outreach to, state agencies who can help us, um, overcome some, you know, help us provide funding to overcome the transportation barrier. Wow. Um, you know, uh, Uber accounts or, or whatever, uh, MBTA passes. Um, so we, we're trying to selectively get, uh, funding for the areas where a little bit of funding would, would go a long way. We're also eager to do more outreach in, uh, into the uh, to the city itself, we you know one of our one of our goals is to increase the diversity of our workforce. Mm-hmm. Up up till recently, our recruiting strategy has basically been to sit back and wait for talent to fall into our laps. Yes, which has served us very well, but it means you end up with a workforce who who. Uh, Kind of looks and talks like we already do, and we want to overcome that. You know, we're we're realizing that you know there's certain. I feel like there's certain responsibilities that the remodeling industry has, at least in our area. Mm -hmm. You know, the economy has been very, very good to us. It hasn't been so good to all demographics. Uh, Construction is one of the few pathways left to a very solid middle-class living that doesn't require a college education Mm -hmm. and and uh you know i feel there's some uh, opportunities uh and responsibilities that go with that Mm -hmm. that we're trying to to uh explore and tap into
0: all right paul so grab your crystal ball What's, (laughs) what's this program look like in five years
1: what this program looks like in five years is that we've got 50 companies who are totally on board with this program. We've got, um, we've got 250 to 300 students coming through the program, uh, a, a year by coming through the program, meaning they've, they've had some paid time on a job site. And of those 250 to 300, um, 10% are, are, really good candidates who have, who have landed good, good jobs with a good career path. And that we're, <laughs> you know, the way I, the, the, the way my crew and I are thinking of this is we're, you know, we're, we're taking a leadership position in this. We're putting a lot of resources into it. We're, we're looking to hire uh, the one, the candidates who are one in a thousand. Yeah. We're looking to identify those who are one in a hundred and make sure they get placement. Mm-hmm. In, in the industry, but our you know Big Meister's replacement rate is is two or three really good good beginning carpenters a decade, and, and that's our goal. And we figure, okay, if the uh, if working with the schools, they can they can identify the top ten percent, you know, for our for for our groups, our consortium's needs. If our consortium can work with that top ten percent. And and find them good placement and and, and uh, try them out, give them some good chances. And then big Meister takes the uh, <laughs> the, the top tenth of a percent of that ten mm-hmm. percent that will be uh, you know will be in a position where we benefit tremendously from the program. But we're also you know a key part in a program that has broad benefit for the for the whole industry in our region.
0: Mm-hmm. That's yes, awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right, let me let me grab my crystal ball now. I see a lightning round in your future.
1: and now here's a remodelers advantage lightning round it's a trap all right let's do that what's your favorite business book and why i had two on my list all right go ahead (laughs) <laughs> All right. The, the first one is uh, Ernest Hemingway's The Old Man in the Sea, ah. really? which is a mighty allegory of the remodeling industry. Now, I'll, I'll just I'll just if you haven't read it or haven't read it recently, Absolutely. read it again with that in mind and, and uh, you'll see exactly what I mean. Um, but the more serious answer is uh, Dana Meadows, Danilo Meadows' book, uh, Thinking in Systems, mm. which is just a fascinating uh, analysis of all the systems that apply to the work we do, to the the organizations oh, so we many. try to run.
0: Mm, so many. That's really interesting. If you weren't the project manager for Big Meister, Inc., what do you think you'd be doing?
1: I had a hard time with that one. I, you know, because I've been doing this. uh, As I tell people, my resume is one line long. (laughs) Right. It it can it can fit on the back of a fortune cookie fortune. (laughs) I've been doing this ever since I got out got out of school. But I think if I weren't doing this, I I could imagine myself having gone into uh, you know community development work.
0: What are you not very good at? making music <laughs> no no iceland for you
1: no iceland for me no they they won't let me in
0: your room your desk or your car which do you clean first my room what's the weirdest thing you've ever eaten <laughs>
1: Oysters.
2: <laughs> and you're in Massachusetts. Isn't that a thing there?
1: I know, but if you, if you step back a little bit and think about it objectively, eating oysters is quite a leap of faith.
0: <laughs> I just had some the other day. Yum. <laughs> Would you rather be a clown who distracts the bull or the cowboy who rides the bull? Oh, I'd much rather be the clown.
2: <laughs> okay. Paul, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for doing this. It was serendipity to be able to spend some time with you up in Massachusetts.
1: Likewise, Victoria. Great to see you.
2: Yeah, so this has been great. Thank you. Now, before, you know, I know that you're doing this from a number of different angles in Massachusetts, but if there are other companies or other NARI chapters or other business people that wanted to talk to you about this. Is that cool? And how would how would you like them to do that? If it is
1: cool, I I would love that, you know, if they just send me an email, I would, I would love that. I would love to uh, learn from other people's experiences and really love to make this uh, to the extent that we can to support other national initiatives that are, that are uh, going on, but also help, help NERI be at the forefront.
2: So maybe we could start the wave of this right now, right? <laughs> um, So if, if it's okay with you, I will put your contact information with your email in our show notes. Please do. Okay, so you're very generous, but before you go, you have one more task, and that is to share with our listening audience your five words of wisdom and why they are such.
1: My five words of wisdom are never have a boring day. I like it. <laughs> and that's because if you're... If you're in any position of responsibility at a remodeling company and you find yourself with boring days, then you have the wrong job description and yes. you should take action to, to change it because those things that are boring to you are going to be really interesting to the right hire and right. will free you up to do the things you're passionate about. And the things you're most passionate about are the things you're going to do fastest and best.
2: That's awesome. Wonderful advice. Thank you so much, Paul. And we very much appreciate you being part of this.
1: It was great to be here. Thanks right. very much. We'll have
2: you on again to talk about zero
0: energy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd love that too.
0: All right. Bye, Paul. Bye. Man, that was interesting.
2: Wouldn't it be something if if what he's doing, if, if more chapters and more people really started to get on the bandwagon and get this process happen? The
0: the power tips unscripted movement.
2: Yeah, I like it. <laughs> you know, when you think about what they're doing and you think about the disconnect that so many parents have i don't mean to go down on parents because i'm a parent but uh, i've heard so many times that s- parents are so uh focused on getting their kid into college even if it's not right for him or her
0: yeah you know I mean, well you can see i you know don't you want you don't want well, I, you yeah. want your kid to be uh you know making it's true a million dollars as a doctor or something yeah true don't you, you
2: know, yeah, but this is such a good career path for Absolutely. so many people. No,
0: there's nothing wrong with it, and you can make really, really good money mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. if you get with the right people. Right. So, I found um, the fact that he lost. Uh, uh, musicians to Iceland was yeah. kind of interesting. <laughs>
2: yeah, very much so.
0: Might want to have musical tryouts before bringing them on. <laughs> if, okay. Like
2: what a tough, I mean, what a tough thing to keep somebody when they've got an opportunity like that jumping in front of them. Yeah,
0: right. You're Ooh. not holding on to that.
2: You can have the best culture in the world. And that'd be a challenge. So anyway, very good topic.
0: Timely. Old Man in the Sea. Yeah. I can totally see it, too. Like know, I don't know if I've ever read that. I'm going to go back and read it now, you though. You had to have read that. It's almost, it's requisite reading in high school. Oh, Didn't go to high school. (laughs) Skipped right (laughs) over it. No,
2: I just don't remember that at all, but
0: I'll have to try it again. Yeah, I I, I was in high school when I was nine. (laughs) Yeah, sure you were. (laughs) Really? As you say, really? Really. (laughs) Well, that was great. Paul, thank you so much for being here. Um, We want to thank you all for listening week in and week out, and um, we look forward to seeing you again next week. I. Oh, go!
2: And be sure to, um, if, or I know you're listening to this podcast, be sure you listen to the Tim Fowler Show as well, our sister podcast. Of course. And uh, if there's anything we can do for you, be
0: sure to reach out and let us know. Yep, yep. All right. Well, thanks for being here. I'm Mark Arari.
2: And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next week. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's
0: a beautiful day.